have been expecting you. Please, Don Fesco and Don Klingler insist that you have a seat. It's the nine o'clock hour on a Friday. I have an offer. You can't refuse. We need to discuss some family business around the NFL and much, much more. Welcome to the round table on Fesco in the morning. I've wisened up. I give it a beat now. When the Don's talking, I just you I, do the hand movement. I, I think yeah. he, well, no, I think he's done, but I'm not sure. But I let him. I just let it breathe for a minute. Right. Make sure the Don's done, so I don't interrupt him. It is our roundtable brought to you by Kansas Lottery. Matt McMullen, senior reporter for the uh, the Chiefs, in studio with us. Maurice Elston of Arrowhead Pride here as well. Gentlemen, good morning. Yeah, good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. As always, second to last Red Friday of the year. It's hard to believe. Uh, it's always Red Friday, Matt. We got a parade <laughs> to Matt's have still as got well. confetti in his hair and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. I haven't slept since last Sunday, if I'm being honest. Well, that's good. Yeah. You're young. Yeah. I don't, I don't sleep either, man. I'll be out there thinking like I'm Andy Reeve, coming up with game plans. What we can <laughs> Why? I don't know. I have just no can't, idea. You just can't stop yourself. Can't stop All right, so what do they need to do to win? What's your game plan? <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. Hey, on the spot, game plan for them to win. Of course, Jalen Hurts likes to hold on to the ball. I think we can pressure him good. And then I think longest Pat can get the ball out of his hands quickly. We good. Matt, there we go. How, how can I follow that? You, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm still watching the uh, the highlights from the fourth quarter of the, the game last week every single night and, and relishing in that for now. I'm only turning the page, I think, when I arrive in Arizona. Well, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you said that, you know, because we received texts and, and like somebody posted on Twitter on Wednesday, we need to move on as a fan and start focusing on the Eagles. I'm like, why? No, only, God, God, only God, Andy Reid and the team need to focus. Yeah, fo- like can, literally, I don't need to focus on the want. Eagles until yeah. the, I don't need to focus ever on the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not creating a game plan here. I can do what I want, but it's like, it's so bizarre. We need to focus on the Eagles now. It's Wednesday. I assume the team is. They're doing everything. The rest of us can live it up however we want. And especially after that win, too, because that was such a big win it to was. beat those sons of guns over there, those jabronis from Cincinnati, because, <laughs> you know, of the trash talking. And, and for both of you guys, I believe the trash talking is what won this game for the Chiefs. If they did not start this Burrowhead crap, I don't know that Kansas City wins the game, but they used that as motivation this week. Certainly ill-advised on the Bengals' part. Uh, it didn't help them. By any means, yeah. that's for sure. And you, you could see after the game that uh, it motivated the Chiefs, and they used that uh, to win that game in the end. I, I think without the trash talk, the Chiefs still win because it was an incredibly important game. And there was so much pressure put on that game, I think unfairly. Uh, I was looking at Dan Orlovsky's quarterback ratings. Did you guys see this? I don't pay attention to him anymore because I don't know what his MO is. I think he's trying to get a head coaching job, and he talks over everybody now. Well, like I'm like, mm. Well, prior to the game, he had – Patrick Mahomes is the second best quarterback in the NFL. Behind who? Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joe Burrow. And then, remember, Burrow was better at quarterbacking. That's right. And then Patrick that. Mahomes was his best player. I, re- I don't remember stupid things. Was his best but, player, but that that Burrow was his best quarterback. But today Burrow. he did his all time quarterback rankings, and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is number two behind Tom Brady. <laughs> so this is where like the national perspective, like it would be insufferable <laughs> if the Chiefs yes. didn't win that game, and that's. One of the many reasons I'm very glad they did. Well, hang on, we can a put second. all that to rest. So he's contradicting himself. 
I think he does that consistently, though. Yeah, he, does, he <laughs> does that consistently. Yeah, so would that been my in, head hurts now? I'm would that have been an, in the moment? This is the current quarterback list, and then the realistic all time list. I don't know. I don't know how you justify that. It's just it's just bizarre. Just goes to show how important winning that game was, and and now the Chiefs. I mean, or yes, yes, it, you, it, we've now convinced Dan Orlovsky with. Patrick Mahomes' performance in the AFC Championship <laughs> yeah. game. It, it took okay. Patrick on one ankle to to, to really sway it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing for me though, and I and I talked about this yesterday with Josh. Is that you know Tom Brady? You guys remember him? He used to play in the NFL. Retired. That, that announced his retirement. And I think for for the majority of America, we spent 20 years hating and rooting against that guy and not appreciating what he's done. I feel like a lot of people are heading down that path with Patrick Mahomes right now. And and I implore them to hit the brakes and pull over and just pause for a moment and realize, like, if you're a Chiefs fan or not, what we're watching right now is is literal greatness and there's going to be a time where Patrick Mahomes retires and it's over. And there's going to be so many people that spent so much time trying to find somebody who was better than Patrick Mahomes instead of just appreciating what he's doing right now. And as I get older, I become more of a fan of sport too and just watching greatness. And what we're watching with Patrick Mahomes is great. No matter what city you live in, this may be the greatest quarterback you ever see play the game and you're going to be spending time trying to tell me that Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or somebody else is better than him just to have a hot take on a TV show and people are going to miss the boat and they're going to realize in 20 years, damn, I missed those great years because I was trying to tell everybody that Justin Herbert was better than Mahomes. Yeah, it's truly unprecedented, right? And I remember talking to someone in training camp, someone not with the team, and they were saying, there's just no way the Chiefs can host five straight title games. That's never happened before. And I was like, well, maybe we've never seen a quarterback like this before. And that's truly what we're seeing, I believe, with Patrick Mahomes. Well, the league did try to take that title game away from us. They and and it was still in Kansas City. And to have five straight in Kansas City, again, never happened before for one city to host five consecutive conference title games. And to win three of them, to bring three Lamar Hunt trophies back to Kansas City, to go to three Super Bowls. And I mean, the guy has never two. played a role playoff game. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's never worn <laughs> like a white jersey. Never, right. Until, until now. Until now. Which <laughs> is baffling. It's crazy, right? Yeah. No, I keep telling everybody when, when you say the – well, it's never been done. I, I just have to keep reminding him, well, it doesn't mean it can't be done. It just hasn't been done. Right. And Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes continues to kind of blast through a lot of never been done moments. And I think people have a hard time understanding that if they're not Chiefs fans, right? Like, well, certainly this can't happen. It's someone else's turn. And I think Patrick proved on one leg. Now it's, it's still my turn. I'm 27 years old and I'm on track to be uh maybe the greatest of all time when it's all said and done. You know, I, I was talking to my friend Joe last night about these five straight championship games. He goes, you know, really, he's two plays away from being in five straight Super Bowls, too. I mean, if Tyree Kill you know, runs to the end zone and not out of bounds or whatever he did on that last play of the first half against the Bengals, and then obviously D Ford lining up offsides, like if those two things are reversed – we may be talking about a gentleman who's led his team to five straight Super Bowls, and then automatically you're the greatest of all time because nobody's ever done anything like that before. And think about how the shortest his season has ever been is overtime at home in the AFC title game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's not that real. Crazy. You know, it's, it's like Madden, and we get to watch it as fans. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I when – I, when I look at Patrick, you when you have him – I can imagine how his teammates feel because just watching him, I'd be like, long as he's on the field – we have a chance. I don't care if he's hobbling around, running around crazy. Long as Patrick is on the field, we have a shot. And strangely enough, I, I think he got probably more cred from them. I, they believe in him. He's a, he's one of their guys. You follow him. 
I'm not so sure last week didn't elevate that even more. Like this guy's going out there and doing what he's doing. We know how hurt he was. And how would you not follow that? And, and think about the second half when he had three active wide receivers mm. out there on the field with him. And he just finds a way to make it happen and, and beats one of the better defenses in the NFL in a conference title game. It's just remarkable stuff, and it doesn't matter who's out there with him. He elevates everyone, and, and we saw that on Sunday, and, and that's why I'm watching the game every single night this past week. Well, I, I, I think, though, too. <laughs> it's just on loop at your house? Yeah, just keeps going? My wife's like, again? Yeah. I'm like, just one more time. Just yeah. one more time. Doesn't yeah. she want to watch something else? So you She's get into Happy it. wife, happy life, you know? Um, so if, if, if I were to tell you that he was going to lose all his wide receivers, Travis Kelsey couldn't run, and he had to you know, do a hook and ladder every time he caught the football. Patrick had no legs. How do you win this football game? And they did. I mean, like, that should end the conversation of there's somebody better than Patrick. There's somebody uh, – nobody's better than this guy. Stop trying to do it because what we saw on Sunday, I don't know that any other player in the NFL is pulling that off. And the thing I love about it is after the game, didn't talk about himself or talk about what a effort he made. It was immediately about his teammates. Yeah. And that's why we're so fortunate because how often do you find a player who is the best at his profession and only cares about the guys around him? And that's what Patrick Mahomes is. Absolutely. He's been an awesome leader. Like whenever you see him, he's all like, even when he makes mistakes, he owns them like, hey, I got to play better. I got to do this. This one's on me. Like ultimate leader. Do you think he got more of a bump from last week, though? Yeah, I do. From, I, from his teammates? Well, and I think from everyone, I think this was his Michael Jordan flu game, his Kurt Schilling bloody sock game. I think this is like a legendary performance. And going into it, we talked about how it could be. Just got to go do it. And he definitely did. Not only him, but like the redemption factor from everybody. This, as you oh, yeah. well know, being around this team, Matt, this fueled their off season. Like the loss to Cincinnati fueled mm-hmm. everything they put in. I'm sure that there was, you know, there everybody had that singular moment. One one guy's lifting weights and he sees a Bengal helmet. And he, uh, Chris Jones sees Joe Burrow out of his, you know, his his big mitts. He can't quite get to see the ability to go and avenge something like that doesn't often happen. And they were able to, to take advantage of that scenario. It, it definitely doesn't. And it, it was twofold, right? It was, first of all, the chiefs had a shot to get back to the super bowl by uh, going to the AFC title game, but also to play the exact same team that beat them last year. And that's why for me, I think this one was the sweetest one. I agree. Cause you think about 2019, it was kind of like the 14 Royals playoff run where mm-hmm. it's like, you're just on the train and we're going and we're here, you know, and then 2020, you kind of expected it. Like, this is what we do now. This is the standard, but to have it taken away in 2021 <laughs> to be so close and then to beat that same team and uh, the following year by the same margin and to do it in the final uh, 30 seconds, it was just, I mean, you couldn't draw that up and it felt like a movie in a lot of ways. And even the redemption factor for guys like Harrison Butker and Sky Moore, that those guys were the heroes in the end, it's just uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, I, I said that as well. I'm glad you brought that up on on Monday. I think we talked about. It. I said this is the sweetest one of all of them. I mean, this this was the most satisfying, best championship game win. And, and when the game was over, I was just kind of sitting there, you know, staring. And, and my wife is like, "You're showing no emotion." I'm like, I, "I'm processing all this. Like, I don't think you understand what we're witnessing right now." Like, and I do think my wife is like a typical, you know, fan. Sometimes we take things for granted, right? And I'm like, you're kind of taking this like you're supposed to be here and this is for great. This is historic. This is legendary. This has never really been done before, not just in Kansas City, but in anywhere, like five straight championship games. They've won three. Like, I didn't have anything to add to that because of how special it was by itself, you know? And think about Chris Jones specifically. I mean, he felt like he left plays on the field against the Bengals last year. Well, the Bengals, with 
less than two minutes to go in a tie game, have a chance to get into field goal range. And Chris Jones says, not this time. Not this time. And he gets Joe Burrow. I mean, it's just poetic. Yeah. Then there, there's, there's, there's so much too, because I think this is the best team that Andy Reed has ever had from one to 53 on this roster right now. And if they go and win the Super Bowl, it could be in that same category as best Chiefs team of all time. Now, I don't date back to Super Bowl one and from that old like Josh. But I, I, I think what, what we're looking at here from from our generation, this to me is the best team one to fifty three. How do you guys feel about I mean, that? And it, I, I think I, I agree. And I think what made it so special for me is like because every like national media counted the Chiefs out. This is a rebuilding year. This is a retooling year. Look at all these rookies that happened to start. But then when you look at how good all these rookie players, it definitely it definitely makes this one of the greatest teams that I ever seen for the Kansas City Chiefs from top to bottom. Because I don't think you find a weakness. That, that I think the depth show when you lose all these receivers and they still able to make plays. You're one of your best, um, your best cornerbacks so far. The Snead goes out in the fourth play. Rookie uh-huh. step right in and play. You've seen Byron, Brian Cook have one of his best games of the season. I mean, MVS turned into prime Jerry Rice. <laughs> like, so, like, I, I, I have to agree with you. This is one of the best Chiefs teams from top to bottom I've seen. The flexibility with with this team plays, I think, is it was showcased this year. And I think the depth goes a long way into that where – We'll beat you this way. We'll beat you this way. I don't want to say they got stale and predictable, but a little bit probably offensively, right? I think the the reload of of the offense this year was great for everybody involved, mm-hmm. and and they showed we'll just we'll just do it this way one game and this way another game. I thought maybe thought maybe Cincinnati might run the ball. Nah, we'll just throw it around. Missing three wide receivers, no big deal. We'll just figure out a way. And, and the quarterback goes a long way into that too because I think his biggest evolution was the ability to. I'll just, I, I'm, I'm good. I don't have to do everything. I don't have to, not everything's on my shoulders. I'll take what's there in any particular game. If this is working, we'll go there. I'll go a different direction. Whoever's available. He's kind of got that Andy Reid mentality. Like whoever's available, we're just going to roll. And that was the evolution for him, right? Because yeah. in previous years, it's not a bad thing. He had two of the best players of all time on his roster, but the offense went through Travis Kelsey and Tyree kill and all off season. It was about how it's going to go through everyone. Like everyone's going to have a hand in this and, we saw that manifested against the Bengals where he had no choice but to spread the ball around and find other guys and for others to step up, uh, and it worked. Now, Maurice mentioned the rookies. I wanted to talk about those guys briefly as well because that depth was obvious. In the biggest game of their lives, the AFC title game, our rookie class combined for two interceptions, six passes defensed, 21 total tackles, a sack, 98 offensive yards from scrimmage, and the 29-yard punt return by Sky Moore that set up the game-winning drive. Yeah, All rookies mm-hmm. stepping right. up in the biggest moment of their lives. And think about the future is so bright for the Chiefs already, knowing what these guys can do, but they're helping us right now. None of these guys <laughs> were on the team last yeah. year. Yeah. you know, And yeah. it's just it's pretty amazing stuff. So from Patrick Mahomes spreading the ball around and trusting everyone to all of these rookies stepping up, uh, this is definitely the best Chiefs team we've seen in this era. Well, Matt, and I also think, too, when, when you look at the roster turnover that happens every year in the NFL, it's about a 30 to 35% turnover every year, two years removed. It's like a 70% turnover rate. And so for Brett Veach to just hit home run after home run after home run, like, you know, he just doesn't get enough love for how great a GM he is. And everybody wanted to blast him for that Tyree kill trade. And I said, nah, they're still going to be just fine. They'll be in the Super Bowl. And everybody's like, ah, oh, you got rid of Tyree kill wide receivers. Don't win you championships. It's quarterbacks. It's head coaches. It's, it's the role players that go out there and fill in when you need be like we saw, but it's all about that quarterback and the head coach. And as long as Patrick Mahomes is here and Andy Reid is here, and even when Matt Nagy takes over, you shouldn't sit there and say, you're going to count this team out of being in the Super Bowl because I got rid of a wide receiver. 
the hardest thing to do in the NFL is to continue winning once you've paid your quarterback. And the Chiefs are doing that. Right I love now. that they've broken that. The nev- that's that's another one of those. Well, it's never been done before. Yeah. Well, here we are. Okay. Guess <laughs> what? Guess what? I, I and I hate the like. I under, I, I'm a history buff. I, I don't know how you become a buff at something, but I'm a history buff. And I'm, I I love studying the past, but I also know none of it matters. Like it's neat to look at and say, okay, this happened and that happened, and you could learn obviously from that and not make the same mistakes moving forward. But just because it's never happened doesn't mean it can't. And, and that's why I think, like, where Brett Veach comes in, not only has he mastered the draft class, he has mastered this cap situation and hasn't put the team in a situation where he's like, hey, because he offered Tyreek Hill a pretty decent amount of money. When Tyreek Hill decided he wanted more than that, yeah. he wasn't – he wasn't he didn't tie too much love to a player and say, you know what, the future of this team is more important than one player and was able to get rid of him. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And allows you to go out and spend on other things that Absolutely. you're going to need to. Well, we got this committed to the quarterback. Now we got a $75 million wide receiver. Can't pay this offensive lineman or can't pay this. You know, so you, you, you can't spend foolishly. Or a veteran safety who or didn't veteran get re-signed safety. either. They would have yeah. made the national people happy, but right. paid off in the end. Maurice Elston of Arrowhead Pride. Matt McMullen, Chiefs senior reporter in studio with us more of our roundtable coming up next fesco in the morning brought to you by rayner garage doors of kansas city liftmaster is patented myq technology it's no wonder liftmaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener find us at raynerkc.com hear from chiefs radio network color analyst danon hughes tuesday at 8 30 on your official broadcast partner of the chiefs 610 sports radio breaks over And now that that's taken care of, and you've shown your appreciation, let's conclude the family business. Now, let's get back in to the round table. It is the round table brought to you by Kansas Lottery. Matt McMullen, chief senior reporter with us. Maurice Elston of Arrowhead Pride also in uh, studio. I love that you guys have the red on today. I mean, it is still Red Friday, even though there's no game ahead, right? It's always... Always the case, right? Yeah, I'm an extremely superstitious person, and I looked in the closet today and actually almost didn't wear red, but I was like, I have to. It's Red Friday. So. It's, rare, it's Red Friday all year round for me. Like, I, <laughs> I, I just do it every Friday. It's Red Friday. It has to be. Full disclosure, I almost had a green shirt. Like, I had a green shirt. Why? And I was, you got to burn that. And I was like, well, I can't wear this. <laughs> We'll burn this, it next week. This can't, this can't, this this is not for a couple weeks. Right. It's got to, it's got to be put back up. So. I like how you guys can get dressed and know what you're putting on at that time of day. I, I just grab something. I'm like, well, that's what it usually is too. <laughs> Half asleep. There's a reason the hat's on today. The, yes. Uh, the, yes. The Super Bowl hat is on today as well. But, you know, yep. but there was, it happened to be just like, you know, just grab the shirt for tomorrow. There's a green tea. I'm going to wear a green tea. It was like the big eight one, you know. Do you put out your stuff the night before? I try to. Yeah. Not always. I've done that like once a week that it works. Not not always. Yeah. But then you change your mind anyway at yeah. 4 30 in the morning. Like, like, I was going to wear the Brett Veach Town shirt today. I looked at the forecast. 11 no degrees. Today. Can't yeah. do that today. No t-shirts. Can't so do there, that today. There's been like three days in a row this week when I get in my car and, and turn you guys on mm-hmm. and I hear silence. Then I just hear the, the choo-choo of that train. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the first thing I've heard like three days in a row. <laughs> Good. Now you're waiting. Now you're waiting for it. If you don't get yeah, the car and hear, yeah. the, hear the choo-choo train, you don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a really good song. You can sing along, Matt, if you want. Everybody does. Everybody, Everybody does. does. Yes. I, I could never be as good as Bob. I know that. Well, you could try. Well, well we're living here in Brett Feech Town. 
<laughs> Without him, Patrick is not around. <laughs> Out at Arrowhead, they're winning games, throwing touchdowns, holding parades. And Travis is catching the ball, dropping dimes to Tyreek and more. And our sacks are coming from Chris Jones. Ty's making plays. We need more parades. And we're living here in Breadfeach Town. Every time I hear the song, there's a part I love more and more, but I, I really love the uh, the ending here. Living here in Breadfeach Town. The accidental fade out. The I fade out. Yeah. I love it. Add love a little auto tune on there. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 it's got to stay. Got to stay dry. Yeah, you got to stay with it, There have been offers to fine-tune that thing by many a band. Nope, no, 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 that's the beauty of it. That's the charm It can't be. That's the charm of it. Raw emotion. Yeah. I love it. How big do you think this game is for Andy? Because if I was Andy, this would be the biggest thing ever. That Howie Roseman, that little man fired him. I'd be, like, all over wanting to kick his ass. It has to be huge for Andy, like. That, that's what I, th- I think this is one of the biggest games. Andy can't come out and say that it is. He'll just say, you know, looking forward to the challenge of facing the Eagles. Well, like, coach team, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, he'll yeah. say all of that. But in, in the back of Andy, who doesn't want to beat the person that fired him? Right. <laughs> like, I would, if I'm Andy, I'd be like, yeah, I want to kick that guy's ass this week. We'll see what happens. I think part of what makes Coach Reed so great, though, is I don't, I truly don't think he's thinking about it right now. I think maybe after the game, but I think going into the game, I think he truly attacks it just focusing on – how do we best beat these guys? I don't think he gets wrapped up in that stuff, and that's why I think he's been such a great coach for so long because it's human nature to get wrapped up in it, but I truly don't think he does, at least on the front end. This is the reverse of what he normally does when he, you know, he says, uh, yeah, the guys know. Like if there's something like that, they, they're, yeah. they're, they're aware of the trash talking. I think it's the reverse this week where it's like, the guys know. Right. The guys know how big this is for, for Andy Reid, and they'll take care of it. They don't need him. That told to them and they don't right. they don't need they know they got your they got your back on it kind yeah of thing, like you know? dj told us on monday he goes going back to philly that first time for andy in that first year that he was here in like week three or whatever it was he goes we knew how big that was for him and and, and <laughs> he like, didn't say it but he, everybody knew but everybody yeah. knew like th- this is i don't know that a single coach has had a bigger super bowl moment than what we're seeing right now because if i'm not mistaken and i could be because i make mistakes all the time but nobody's ever coached against their old team in the super bowl right I don't believe so. We've never really seen a coach with his second team have as much success as no, Coach Reed has had. No, yeah. So he's the only coach in NFL history to have at least 100 victories with two separate franchises. Now, to, for both those teams to play in the Super Bowl when he's coaching the second one uh, is crazy. So I, I don't think we've ever seen anything even close to like this before. Yeah, the only one I could always – I come back to Don Shula, but I don't think he ever coached against the Colts in the Super Bowl. And I, Who cares by then? But, like, in, in, in recent well, – couldn't have. Oh, yeah. Well, no, weren't the Colts in the NFL at one point? Maybe, maybe, Dolphins in the, maybe, like, maybe I, the very early on stages. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think maybe like the first couple of years. You're the history years. buff over here. You no, know, the, the Colts weren't in the NFL, the NFL. and then they got bounced to the okay. AFC. Yeah. So he okay. could have, but he did. Yeah. But, but he did. But, but like I'm saying, like that's the only name yeah. that even roughly, because Parcells didn't coach against the Giants in the Super Bowl. No. Lombardi didn't coach against the Packers in the Super Bowl when he was with the Redskins. Couldn't have. No. 
So, no. there, I mean, like, the list is, that's it. Like, that's your list right there. Belichick never coached against the Browns in the Super Bowl because they're never going to make it. But uh, Even but, if they went to the NFC. Yeah, so right, right. Like, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud, like, yeah. successful no. coaches that have had other opportunities. And, like, Tom Coughlin didn't coach against the Jags in the Super Bowl. So this is it. Like they ain't, this guy's coaching against his former and and nobody like you mentioned, Matt has the success with two organizations like Andy did. So he's coaching against a former team where he basically dominated for fourteen years, took that team to the Super Bowl, and now here he is in Kansas City doing better than what he did in Philadelphia, playing his old team for a chance to win his second championship. That's pretty. It, you can't you can't write that story. And it's a lot of other people from the coaching staff that was with the Eagles on yeah. the team, so it's big for a lot of them. It is. It's a it's a big game. So I I would imagine like the team knows they understand this is a big moment. It's and unsaid, for, but they they know. And yeah. for me, and I know this is not going to happen, but you win this game, you bounce, peace out. Like what a great way to go out into retirement, right? When your second Super Bowl beat your old nope, team and nope. call it, but he's not nope, going to, nope, right? Nope. No. But, I mean, what a great ending to a story. What a great ending to a story. Or maybe just keep winning Super Bowls. Or maybe yeah, keep winning Super Bowls. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> we, we talked to uh, to a Hall of Fame head coach now, uh, Dick Vermeil, earlier in the week, and he had mentioned about uh, that Andy Reid, he thought, is the best ever at compartmentalizing a game mm-hmm. and making it just the game. And he's like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> but he's like, Andy, Andy does it, and he's probably the best at it. So I, I think you're right that this is this is just a, a game. Now, it's an important game, and it's a good team, but the other stuff doesn't really even factor into him, at least on the front end. Yeah, I really don't think it does. And what he's so good at, he's obviously like a brilliant mind, a tremendous coach, but he's also an incredible organizer. And that's something I've really learned about Coach Reed over the last several years. So the training camp schedule, for example, he attacks training camp and they maximize every single minute of camp. Not every team does that. He does the same thing with OTAs. And he's doing that this week with the team because this is a, a bye week, right? So it'd be very easy to not really think too much about this week but the the entire game plan is being installed this week like all of the work is happening right now because when you get to Arizona there's a million distractions and so much going on it's very easy to get caught up in things so mm-hmm. that's where having coach Reed who's been there and done this before and he's such a tremendous organizer I think is a huge advantage for the Chiefs uh, because he knows what he's doing in these moments it's not easy to utilize all this time and he does it in a masterful fashion Gruden yeah and I was thinking Dan Reeves, but I don't yeah. know if that no, one. No, Reeves I'd, I'd never did. That one no, because Reeves only no. went to the Super Bowl with the Bron. Well, he went with the Falcons, but who did they? The Falcons lost to somebody that year. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't the Broncos. Okay. Was it the Broncos? No, the Broncos never beat Gruden. Them. No, yeah, Gruden beat his old team. Yeah. So he was on the Raiders, traded to the Bucks, Bucks, and then beat the Raiders the next year. Yeah, but that was all. That was nothing he did. Yeah, he went to a stacked team. <laughs> yeah, already, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he didn't take over a two and twelve, two it's and still four happened, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It did. It did. You're right. It, it did. Yeah. But I'm thinking about. It. I'm trying to think about who the Falcons lost to in that Super Bowl. With with Reeves. Yeah. I don't. I can look real quick while you're. Yeah, that's I don't know, but yeah, I guess I guess Gruden does, but that was a a a stack team that he was going in. He went to a program that was already built to win. Yeah, absolutely. So does anything like jump out? I know it's early, but I mean everybody's kind of looking ahead now to the Eagles. What what jumps out to you? Thirty three did lose to the Broncos, but Dub. All right, he did. He lost to the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, twice. One one win, one loss. Right. Okay. All right. No, Reeves never won a Super Bowl. No, no, no. In in the history because. Gruden. Oh, Gruden. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, early concerns about the Eagles on this one for you guys? 
Well, the Eagles' running game is one of the best in the NFL, and that's something the Chiefs have to address in this one. Um, Eagles ran the ball 544 times. That includes rushes by Jalen Hurts, so they're dynamic with their rushing attack. That was the third most rushing attempts of any team. And they averaged nearly 150 rushing yards per game. That was the fifth most. It's a dynamic offense. They can do a lot of stuff. Uh, they have two great wide receivers in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, but really begins with stopping the run. I think if you force Jalen Hurts to be a pocket passer, throw the ball 50 times, uh, that's an advantage for the Chiefs. So got to stop the run first and foremost. And uh, the defense, the way they played last week against one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL is certainly encouraging mm-hmm. uh, when you're looking at this Eagles squad. Yeah, for me, I think um... – because, of course, the Eagles, it's going to be their pass rush. I think they led the league with 73 sacks oh, this year, yeah. somewhere around there. But I think a lot of it was test to not playing the great teams um, and then being up so much that their pass rush can just go after the quarterback and, and focus, not having to worry about the run at all. So I think the Chiefs' ability to run the ball and to keep the game close is going to slow that pass. And Andy's great at when that pass rush starts getting there, his screen passes, his screen calls, and things like that. But I really think pass rush – how how definitely our tackles, how Brown and Wiley handles that would be big. It's big for those two guys, man. Yeah. They're going to be on islands like Hassan Reddick's coming yeah. hard, oh, man. Who's yeah. going to stop him? That's, that guy scares me. For some reason, it, it when when you say they have to stop the run first, I feel like that's when they rise to the occasion. You know what I mean? Like Derrick Henry comes like, we have to stop the run. What do they do? They buckle down and stop the run. I feel like with Chris Jones and this crew, for some reason, like you have to, you have to tell them, okay, today – Today's what we really got to hammer the run, and and they they typically do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I but I think I I'm absolutely in that camp. If he's throwing fifty times, not that you always want to encourage. Hey, can we get the other quarterback to throw it fifty times? This would be a game and be like, I'd rather you throw it fifty times and then kill you in the run game. And we forget this, but going into last week's game, the Bengals against the Bills ran the ball for 170 yards. Right. And that was one of my keys going into our game against them was you've got to stop Mixon and Pirine first. We can't worry about Chase and Higgins and Boyd and everyone. you got to stop the run first. And the Chiefs did that. I mean, Chris Jones was living in the backfield. I mean, there weren't missed tackles in that game uh, when the Bengals tried running it. We just need that here again. It'll be a challenge, but the Chiefs can do it. And if you can force the Eagles to be one-dimensional, that's where you beat this team. And I think the Chiefs being that they played against, like, the, the the Kyler Murrays, the Lamar Jacksons, and the Josh Allens, those quarterbacks that can actually run, that they have had to deal with a quarterback who can do the run pass options or the read options and things of that nature. I think they're prepared more for a quarterback that can run with a dynamic running back because they faced it already several times. You guys buy into the Eagles haven't been tested theory that everybody's throwing out there now? Uh, I think you can only play who's on your schedule and they're 14 and one and Jalen hurts his yeah. starts. So, I mean, I don't want to discredit what they've done at all. They've been tremendous all season long on both sides of the ball. Um, uh, and let's just see how it plays out on super Sunday. Does Gardner Minshew get like a cut when hurts gets paid. He does. Is that, is that how, is that how that works? Like he, you get a percentage, you, get like, a percentage, you saw, yeah. you saw how they were with me. Yeah, right, like, exactly. This, yeah. So then does he get a cut of the next contract? Is that how that works? Yes. Okay. You just like a little nudge, nudge. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I buy into it a little bit because, like Matt said, you only can play who's on your schedule, so you can't take anything away from the Eagles for doing what they were supposed to do. But I just don't think they have faced that dynamic of an offense yet. I think this would be the best team that they have faced all year. Mm-hmm. So they they blew it. Most of their wins came in big wins, so I don't think they like crunch time, battle-tested like the Chiefs have been. So I buy into it a little bit, but we'll see. All right, before you guys bounce, uh, give me a uh... – not an MVP, but like a surprise, 
I didn't see that like maybe like last week. I didn't the the I didn't see that coming type guy that could have an impact in in the uh, the the game. Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon's been my sneaky MVP all year long. And talking about this pass rush, get Jarek McKinnon going in the screen game. I think he could have a huge game in the Super Bowl. I've been calling for this like for weekend and week out. It hasn't happened. I'm going to call it again. <laughs> go, go for it, Sky Moore. I'm with you. It's going He's to the get anytime a touchdown. touchdown guy. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to put my I'm going to put my my, my, my my coins in this basket with with Sky Moore. I think Sky Moore makes a play. That's that. I think he gets it's in a the touchdown. song. Sky's making plays. Sky's I, making plays. I didn't know till till Mitch gave us our assignment earlier in the show today. I I didn't remember that he hadn't had a touchdown reception yet. Yeah, and, Sky Moore Bob, scoring in Bob's the Super goes, Bowl. Well, then Andy's going to take care of that in the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, I'm just writing that one down, too. I'm like, he's going to get a touchdown grab because that's what Andy Reid does, right? Sky Moore anytime touchdown went from plus 500 to minus 500 just yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. That might have been, been, been the case. Gentlemen, enjoy. We still have a week, okay? So pace, pacing. Just, just right? relax this pacing. weekend. Pacing. Have a cocktail or two. Yeah. Call yeah. it a day. All right. Matt McMullen, senior reporter from the uh, the Chiefs. Maurice Elson from Arrowhead Pride. Thanks for dropping by for the roundtable. Yeah, thanks, guys. Let's thanks go uh, get the win in a week. That'd be great. Let's that would be it. fantastic. We don't have to get make our game day predictions today. No, I mean, there's no game. Yours. I got the NFC winning the Pro Bowl. I'm going with, with Eli over Peyton. Oh, wow. I don't know. I think uh, I think whoever's got uh, Derek Carr. I don't know. I don't know. Who's he, who's he playing I don't know. for? I don't yeah. know, but he was he's on a heater. <laughs> he did well last uh-huh. last last night allegedly and then had a little haha. So Derek Derek Carr might have had his his best uh, his best line ever about you know, throwing in Vegas. Listen, Derek. You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. Uh, it's probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> Nice. So I'm taking I'm taking whatever team Derek All Carr right. is on. I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah, he's going to light up Vegas one more time. He is uh, Fesco's biggest fan. He takes copious notes on the show each and every week and delivers what we learned. It's Billy Coons. Well, this is Billy Coons. It's what we learned on Fesco in the morning for this week. On Monday, we learned the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl after defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 which the Chiefs' defense was big time, especially Chris Jones with four sacks. And Bob and Josh say general manager Brett Veach deserves a lot of credit for the 53-man roster for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Bob and Josh say that you didn't expect to see Marquez Valdez-Scanlon step up and Sky Moore with a couple other people stepped up rookies as Marcus Kemp. On Tuesday, we learned Legend Bob. He's an expert on bears and other animals that like to live and eat in the uh, wild. And Bob and Josh spoke to Kansas City Chiefs and former Philadelphia Eagles head coach Dick Vermeil about the game on Sunday. And we learned Legend Bob. Wife Jen uh, loves going to the Chiefs games, but Legend Bob had a chance to go to the game on Sunday with a single ticket and chose not to because he knows Jen would have been... Mad at him if he would have went. So, Legend Bob's advice, happy wife, happy life. On Wednesday, Bob and Josh say fouls ruined the KSU and Kansas game last night. But I enjoyed watching it because Kansas got paybacks and, and beat their arch rival Silo Tech 90-78, to which Kansas <laughs> oh, no. State, again, has lost we 70 didn't. consecutive games in Allen Fieldhouse. And we learned the sad news. The greatest quarterback of all time, in everybody else's opinion, minus uh, Patrick Mahomes anyway, Tom Brady, played 23 years and won seven NFL titles. And Bob and Josh say his accomplishments and his championships will be 
talked about forever when he played for the Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, Bob, Josh, and B-Dub discuss what uh, the best dipping sauce for chicken tenders. On Thursday, we learned that uh, Legend Bob is an expert on Puxicani Phil in the Groundhog Day, and Bob and Josh spoke to John Mars from Sports Radio 94WIP 94 yeah. about the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. and they discussed head coach Nick Cerrone, how the players love playing for him. Also, Bob and Josh... Uh, discuss Robert Kraft's comment that New England Patriots that Tom Brady is probably the greatest of all time and is going to be missing NFL. And finally, Iowa Josh, he's an expert on the restaurant, the Mason Jar, where they like to make tater tots. True. It's a great yeah. week to listen to B-Dub, Iowa Josh, and America's hero, and my hero, Josh's hero, Legend Bob. Talk hey. to you later. Hey, hey. I didn't know that. Slow Slow down, Billy. I didn't Slow know I was down your there, hero. Billy. Slow down there, Billy. Billy had a lot of takes in there this he week, did. too. Good for him. He's yeah. not like K-State yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. And he had some takes about, well, some people think he's, I think it's Mahomes. He had a lot yeah. of takes going. So I like good. Billy's takes. That was good. All right. Again, the advice is for everybody. Pace yourself. That's Pace right. yourself. Just enjoy this week. We're going to have a fun week ahead next week. Of course, uh, 820, 830, 40, your chance to get registered on Monday, final right. time. Final time. To uh, to win that $500 Hy-Vee gift card. We have all kinds of fun stuff planned throughout the week leading up to the game, of course, on uh, Sunday, a week from Sunday. So, again, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Missed any of the show this week? You can catch up anytime, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. That'll do it for us. Cody and Gold are next on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.